Hello guys, welcome back to the Tribe in 5 episode 9. I'm Ozzy. I'm Belicia. I'm Khan. And today we have a special guest. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi everyone, it's Mrs. Fullington. So, um, for those of you guys who don't know, Mrs. Fullington is the AP Bio and Ace Thinking Skills teacher. Um, she was at, She's actually my AP Bio teacher along with Khan and she taught Ace thinking skills with me and Belicia. So we're talking about um, this is basically a follow up to our last episode where we were talking about missing out on senior year. This week we're talking about um, teaching in a pandemic. So I guess I'll start off with our first question: um, How has this school year really been different from other years for you? Really easy question to answer. It is wildly different. Um, just as it has been very strange for the students to adjust to. Um, it's been really hard for the teachers to adjust to. I think I'm a little blessed because I pick up on uh, technology pretty quickly. Um, but one thing that was definitely a struggle for all teachers at the beginning of the year is just getting students to be engaged. Uh, believe it or not, most of us like to see you guys having fun in the classroom and learning and interacting with each other, with us. And one of the hardest things has definitely been not having that um, interaction with students this year. Right, right. So um, do you think that there is a disconnect between um, teachers and students this year, especially with like teachers that have like the kids for the first time? Yeah, I, I don't know how there couldn't be, you know, I still have some students where I, I can recognize their room or their ceiling fan more than I can recognize their face. Um, and it's becoming more evident right now because we have, you know, underclassmen are coming on campus to take their tests in person and they're, they're trying to meet their teachers, right? And they walk up to our door and they're like, hi, Mrs. Fullington. And you're like, hey, I don't know who you are. Um, right, it, right, right. The whole reintroduction element to it. So it's definitely hard this year for teachers. I promise you that. So you had mentioned something about keeping the students engaged. So how do you like actively try and keep people engaged while you're in the classroom, whether they're in person or in line? Oh my. Um, well, Khan and Ozzy's particular class will hate this answer, but the, the only way that I have found that I can get kids to, to really make sure they are with me and kind of following along and ready to answer questions is my favorite new app called the Wheel of Names. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, no. <laughs> the Wheel of Doom. Yeah, I know the, the wheel, wheel of Doom. So the, the, the Wheel of Names actually came to be because Mr. Porter was looking for a, uh, a tool that he could use um, to do your chief raffle tickets. And him and Mr. Ramos had come and asked me if I knew anything. And after about five minutes, I found that and I absolutely fell in love. So my, my bio kids are not fans. I will, <laughs> I will attest to that. Um, but it is something that allows me to kind of, uh, I don't want to say ask random questions. Um, we have a term for it in education, but basically it allows me to ask the questions to any student um, and everyone kind of has to be prepared to answer at the same time. So do you think that there's like a, a certain, um, what's the word, like a certain discouragement, like when it comes to online learning, like, do you ever think, oh, like I dread like doing this part about online learning or like, oh, this is like not my particular favorite thing to do. 
because I know like when it comes to like learning online for me like I hate like um just getting up in the morning and trying to like log in compared to like getting up and going to the bus or like going to school so like is it something like that for you yeah um I I, I could not do what you guys are doing I I don't do well at home I need to be in like a a room where I have an intention and purpose and I, I was just quarantining at home for uh, about a week and a half and that was a very hard week. It, I did first period and then right into second period my first comment to my second period was I don't know how you guys are doing this at home. Um, online learning or online teaching I guess is what I'm doing but online teaching in and of itself it just it's so hard to see what your kids need and it's so hard to see where they are um, you know, and there, there's a, there's a piece of education that really holds on to teachers and it's that moment of, of clarity for students of where they're finally starting to get it. And there's just no confirmation of that this year to either drive instruction, to help instruction, to, to do any of those. Yeah, for like, uh, personally, like my, um, my math teacher, like Miss Ewing, right? She teaches like AP calculus and everything. And like, it's hard for her to like, know if like her students are like getting like the math questions correct. And like, usually her like uh, teaching is like uh, mirrored like towards like in person, like you could come after school or during lunch to get help, but that's like harder to like, uh, for people to come out and be like, hey, I need help. Like in like on in an online setting. Yeah, and Ewing is great. She has always offered those um, those lunch sessions, those after school sessions, and I can't tell you how many kids are always going there during lunch. So I know it's it's another thing where you you just don't adapting instruction is hard. Um, seeing where your kids are is hard, and just to be, to be quite frank with the three of you, because I feel like I know the three of you pretty well at this point. Um, all of the teachers know that you guys have access to, to Google. Like we know that you have the ability to look up answers if you wanted to. And it's trying to find and encourage students to, to work through a struggle, to work through um, a lesson, to do an assignment and just want to do it. And it's hard to do that when you're just talking to a computer screen or listening to a computer screen even, I'm sure. So how exactly, um... I know you mentioned the wheel earlier, but how like else do you keep your students engaged or like, you know, like to make sure that they're participating or that the coursework is getting through to them? How how would how do you do that? How do I do that? I mean that the wheel is my go-to. Um, you know, I think something that I've had to do is just start giving points for notes, a lot more points than I would typically do. Um, I think that the students that I have tried to build a relationship with or have tried to build a relationship with me, I try to kind of joke with them to get them engaged. Um, and I, one thing that's been challenging and almost uh, beneficial in this is I've had to learn to give much better feedback on grades, um, which I think is helpful for students. I think it's important for them to see like where they can improve. So it's just taking the extra time to be much more specific with what a student would need to do to bring up their grade or be more engaged and things like that. Do you personally feel like you're engaging more with students like during like virtual than like beforehand or? No. No, no. less engaged. God, no. no, I, um, 
that that's the hardest part is I, I really do feel like if you create an environment in a classroom where students feel safe and feel encouraged to take risks, then, then they'll perform better. Um, and that environment is close to impossible to, to create right now. So no, I don't unfortunately feel like I'm as engaged with my students as I would like to be. I don't know that any teacher does this year. If they do, I want their secrets. I know you said something earlier about it being hard to know whether students are like understanding the material. So is there anything that you try to like pay attention to like when the students are doing and is there anything you do to try to like accommodate them if they're behind or struggling? Oh, accommodations, Alicia, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, I was, I was a stickler for, for the way I graded late work before this pandemic. Um, and this year, it's just so many students are, are struggling to keep up, whether they are now, you know, the, the people that have a job for their family, whether they are watching their, their siblings at home, they just can't focus as much. So, um, I definitely give, you know, as much time as possible for late work, I think, um, my last day for late work is literally the last day for the quarter. Um, and it's just giving them time to to catch up with themselves in class. So I've even started to implement like work days in class because I know none of you need more assignments to do. <laughs> you just need to catch up with the ones that you have. So you teach AP Bio and ACE Thinking Skills which could arguably be like one of the harder courses that we offer on campus. <laughs> which one? <laughs> you tell me. But um, I think that like, how do you like, cause I know AP and ACE, like they're really, like they're taught really differently when it comes to like how you go about the coursework and all that. So how do you think that you've done on that aspect in preparing kids for the ACE and EP exams upcoming in May? Wow, that's a hard question. Okay, um, so with with my ACE kids, ACE is a really um, forgiving program. I think that's why it's so beneficial for our students to to be involved in ACE classes. They they when they grade, they have this mask on that kind of ignores any mistakes a student makes, and they really do focus on what are what is a kid showing you that they know, and you give points for that. So. I've been able to, to keep that pretty well with thinking skills. If any of your listeners have taken thinking skills, I know the three of you have, um, the problem solving has been uh, a, definite, a definite roadblock this year. Um, so with that, it's just practice and practice and practice and more practice. And you hope that the students are truly trying um, and not finding you know, any resources on Google. Um, with AP, AP has um, a lot of different, it, it just has a different mindset. So when I grade with AP, it's a lot stricter of a program. Um, and the tools that I have, I, I have these little progress checks or these topic questions that I, I send out to my students frequently to see if they're getting something um, or not. And if they're not getting it, then, you know, it gets circled back into our curriculum. They call it spiraling in education. Um, so you just kind of circle it back as much as you can. Um, and then in terms of course, 
I do teach AP Bio, which has a lot of lab components to it. And a lot of the bio labs are, are hands-on labs. It's a life science. So you should be studying, you know, living organisms. And it is not something that uh, any school could afford to send out uh, the equipment that we use to every student. So that component of AP Bio has been a, a, a tough pill to swallow, if you will, um, with not being able to give the students that experience. Well, into like more depth into like AP and ACE, like are you worried about like those exams, like this like coming month at all for your students? Am I worried? <sighs> So more I'm like worried. more worried than like like previous year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so disclaimer, I worry about my students all the time. Uh, but I worry for them in terms of the stress that I know AP and A students are under. Um, I have the benefit of, of understanding going through a program like ACE. So I know like the, the time crunch that April and May tend to be. And I know the pressure cooker that it tends to be. So I worry in terms of, of them putting too much pressure on themselves, of them just struggling to find time to prepare the way they feel like they need to. Um, I've tried to give, uh, I know my AP kids, little like daily reminders to start reviewing so that it's not all at one time. Um, am I worried about something like, are they going to pass or not? this year is so strange and I, I can give students as many tools as I can, but it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate to say this, but it's, a, it's going to be on the students a lot. Um, that's one of the, the downfalls I think of this is we don't get to do, you know, these, these really good reviews or these really in-depth um, kind of hands-on activities that really solidify knowledge. Um, I think that's a, a big gaping hole that was found out during this pandemic. So um, am I worried for them? Of course. Am I worried about their success? I think they're all capable. I think at this point, it's just coming down to is a student in a place where they have enough hours, enough time and enough drive to start reviewing for these tests. So, um, being a senior, I uh, often get discouraged, especially through um, online learning. And like, you know, there's always that that divide where you know teachers really can't see what a student's up to, which um, can lead to like, you know, students not feeling as motivated to try their best. So do you ever feel like as discouraged or like as unmotivated to grade or to just, you know, come up with a lesson like as a student would be? Yes. I do. Um, there are definitely times where I'm just like, I don't want to stare at a screen anymore. Like we get discouraged. We get, you know, gosh, I can't, let's bring up Oreos. You know, there's so many really good labs that I could do with my kids that I'm like, oh gosh, I can't do that with them because they're all sitting at home or they're all, you know, I can't, I can't mail them little packs of Oreos or I can't mail them this, this science equipment. So I can't do it and I have to find, you know, a suitable activity that, that will replace it. And that just leads down into a rabbit hole of Google searches that really lead you nowhere. Um, so <laughs> procrastination happens and the uh, lack of motivation definitely happens. Um, in, in that sense, you're 
the teachers feel the same pain that you guys do. Um, I will say that for the seniors, I, you, <laughs> you guys have so much more um, in terms of social media distraction than we do. So I don't know that we get as distracted, um, but I will say, and I will own up to it. I get distracted. I procrastinate. I do all of that. Unfortunately, sorry to the two of you that are my current students and to all of your listeners that are. <laughs> now, Ozzy had mentioned um, being a senior and feeling unmotivated. So do you have any like words or advice for any seniors who are feeling the exact same thing? Yeah, I mean, you're just not alone. I think that's part of, that's one of the, the most important things to see. I, I That feeling of like, you know, it's almost done. I've put so much time. I've put 12 years of my life into my education and I only have what, what is it? Two months left. Um, it's just, it's the same feeling that seniors feel every single year. Um, and this year it is a little different because you guys are at home and you have, you know, your teachers aren't on you, but what I was telling some of my seniors the other day is this is not really the time to to just stop and use the pandemic as your excuse. Don't look back in a year, in two years, and be like, man, I kind of really screwed up my last semester. Or, you know, you could have done better for any particular reason, and then blame it on a pandemic. Um, I think we've given the pandemic enough. I think that you guys have lost enough. So to lose your last semester, because it's really hard to stay motivated, um, I think just recognizing that and moving on would be the, the best way to handle it. Maybe you have a friend, maybe you have a, a sibling that can, you guys can, you know, touch base with each other every day. But um, I do remember that feeling of being just like, I'm done. I want to be done. I don't want to do anymore. Um, but you just got to push through. And I know that sounds like, oh gosh, this adult is just telling me what to do that's the only way to get through it. <laughs> you got two months left and uh, some of you, it's gonna go by really fast with all the tests that you have to take. I mean, I know that um, me and Khan have four of the same classes together. And like, I, I like, he always motivates me. He's like, Ozzy. Like, I remember like um, this one time he, he woke me up for first period newspaper. He's like, Ozzy, you gotta get up. And then like, whenever he's falling behind in like AP bio or um, in literature, I'm like, like, hey, Con, you gotta, you gotta do better. So I really do agree with you on that point, where like, you know, your friends gotta like motivate you a lot, and like, you just gotta get through it. Wow, this is gonna sound sad, but I, I don't have that. Oh. Alicia, I can send you emails. You can get back on my remind. I'll text you every morning. That sounds nice. Like, uh, like for my younger brother, right? He, he's just a freshman, right? And I, I was planning like on like having like, like walk through like high school and everything, but then like this virus happened. Like I was supposed to be like driving him to school and everything, but you know, I was like, oh, oh, too bad. And yeah, he he he's doing good in school and everything, but I don't feel like he's getting that that interaction of being in person like would do. And uh, from what I've heard from like his classes, like, um. Like there's like been like a barrier to like talk because like even in like breakout rooms, like like no one would talk. Like even in like some of like my breakout rooms and some of my classes, like um, it would um, 
like be like quiet like no one will have to volunteer yeah i i completely agree with you on the breakout rooms um i've tried them a few times in my class and i i uh in my 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 regular classroom i always had my kids in groups i find so much benefit to letting students just listen to each other whether they're you know they're explaining something to each other whether they're trying to solve a problem together um i think there's so much growth that can happen in that and i think that is another kind of downfall of of distance learning is when we tried teachers begged for breakout rooms we begged google to make breakout rooms for us and they finally did and i think that you know what what we as teachers forgot is that when when students are working in groups you know teachers are still kind of their monitoring even if they're at their desk like are they working are they not and they have that that comfort of of seeing students face to face um, and seeing, okay, does my classmate get this one? Does he not? Can we work on the same question? Where I almost feel like there's a, a little bit of embarrassment, like when you're working in a breakout room on Google, if uh, you know, if you don't know how to do a question, is somebody gonna say something? Is there somebody recording? I think there's always that fear in the back of of students' minds, at least the ones I've talked to. Um, and and breakout rooms have been a struggle in multiple areas. So um, when when school first shut down um, back in March of 2020, um, there was that little point where we had, I guess, quote unquote, virtual school, but it was more like, hey, join this Google Meet if you want, and we're going to go over this information and like things like that. So how did you go from being like in normal school with like kids, everybody there. So like that weird virtual to a mix of like kind of sort of both now where kids are online, there's also kids on campus. So how do you, how did you like make that transition of this? From like the classroom last year into what the classroom this year looks like? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, that was a journey. Uh, uh, again, I, I really enjoy watching students interact and I think they get the most out of it. So to have that environment ripped from, from, from me, from my students last year, right, right before they're supposed to sit for these exams that we didn't have, but you know, in, in our mind, we still had them or, and we're preparing for them. That was a struggle. And then you get hit with this other, you know, state testing is canceled, which was amazing for the kids. It, it allowed some of them to, you know, really relax, especially for those, um, those that were struggling to meet some of the components um, to then state testing's canceled, but you have to still sit for AP and you still have to send stuff in for ACE. And it was just this mind blowing time where you had so much confusion. And um, I don't know how the students felt in that particular sense, but there was a lot of confusion on the teacher's part of like, what do we do? Do we let them rest? They're in a pandemic. They need to, you know, some of them are now working some of their parents are losing their jobs. Um, so there was a lot of conversations in education with, you know, don't give the students a lot of work. Let them kind of figure out what this pandemic actually means to them. Some of them are still preparing to take these you know, major college tests transition over the summer. And the district really didn't tell us what we were going to be doing until late. You guys know that. Um, and then coming into the school year, 
we start training and it just becomes very apparent that you have teachers who really don't even, you know, technology's not their friend and they, uh, opening a Google Meet was, was challenging. I'll say it that way. There are teachers on our campus where opening a Google Meet was brand new to them. Computers were not their thing. And they had to not only learn all of that component, but how to learn Google Classroom and the whole suite of Google Education and Google Sheets and Google Docs and Google Slides. And, you know, it was a very overwhelming time. And then they're being told to teach these things to kids that, you know, they don't understand. The kids, some of some students, you know, hadn't had exposure to it. And then finally, we get into this time where you actually have students coming into the classroom. And it's, it was a very, for me, I was really excited um, because I missed seeing the students in person, not their fans. I will always say that. Um, but one thing that that didn't change is I couldn't really change the virtual setting so even my kids in person they don't get to have like in-person Fullington they don't get to sit in groups they don't get to really work together they still live in this virtual land of get on the Google Meet do the assignment on Google Classroom we're going to talk this way um, I, if I look at your computer I have to stay six feet away like it's it's still a very complicated world um, and I just look forward to the time that education can get back to, to, to being fun for teachers and, and being fun for students and being engaging and where you guys can collaborate with each other. That is a day that I look forward to very much. So I know teaching online can be kind of weird, especially since now you have students in person and there's still lots that are online. So do you ever like find yourself catering more towards your students in person or online? Oh, I don't want to answer that. I do. Uh, I hate saying that. Um, unintentionally, yes, it, ju it just happens. Like you see a human, my, my, I'm going to shout out to my second period right now because my second period calls my, uh, my Google meet students box people. It's a joke that they have going back and forth, but you know, you have this screen that you're staring at and, and I can beg students till I'm, I'm blue in the face to, to answer the question, but you know, some students just don't participate online. It is what it is. And your students are personal, just like, answer the question, answer the question. And you just get to know their personalities more because they can't, I don't want to say hide behind a mute button or a black screen, but they don't have anything blocking their reaction. I always see how they react. So in that sense, you, it becomes more natural to engage with them. You learn more about them. There are times where I mute myself online because, um, because the students are working like on an individual assignment or like a video. Um, and I don't get to have that interaction with them. So unfortunately it happens. I hate that I have to admit that. <sighs> well, like you going in person, like, uh like, what does your day like look like teaching like at school like without like most of your, the majority of your students like a class period like you're yeah basically like a class period so what my day used to be is just kind of you know you would i would have my lesson done but it, i would have a, a presentation slide when the kids come in and tell them what they're doing that day what they need to pick up on the front table what um, any homework they'd have. And that's pretty much it. It was nice and simple. Um, 
we'd come in, we'd get started and just kind of roll through a lesson. And now the, the, the beginning of the class period, if you guys ever want to watch something funny, it's uh, getting a teacher, a teacher getting ready for simultaneous teaching where we're online and have kids in person. Um, we have a lot of rules that we have to follow on campus for, for safety. So we can't have our door propped open. We're not supposed to. So a teacher would have to log into their Google Meet. And I personally log in on one computer that has my camera. And then I log in on another computer into Google Meet where I'm going to display what the slide says that we're doing that day and any important information that I just hope a kid will read if they're paying attention. Um, and then once that is settled, then I can go to the door and let all of the in-person students in and greet them. And once the bell rings, I come back, get them settled, come to my desk, say hi to my virtual students. Then we do some sort of just, you know, little activity, whether it's a bell ringer, whether it's an, uh, a social emotional learning question to get to know each other better. And then I do attendance and then I get into the lesson. So when it when it's all said and done, I would say every class period a teacher loses probably at least 10 minutes of their time, of their lesson time that they should really be giving to their students just in juggling all of that. So um, I guess you mentioned like your like what you had to say to seniors. So I guess my question right now is what is your message to like teachers right now? Like what would you have if I could like project like your voice to every single teacher on campus right now, what would you tell like all the teachers on campus? What would you want them to like hear in, like during like a time of uncertainty and the pandemic? I think it would be two messages. I think the first message would be, you know, congratulations. You you've you've adapted, you've altered your lessons for a virtual setting you've made it through a pandemic almost um but i think the second message would also be to ask your students how they are and and be open to listening um i've had a lot of conversations with in-person and virtual kids of just what they need um i know of a few that were juggling a lot um, between a job, between multiple ACE classes and AP classes, or even their regular classes. They were juggling sports and um, a couple of them have been, you know, positive with COVID, but be open to adjusting your workload and your work schedule to help the students out. I think that as much as teachers acknowledge that they're struggling, Sometimes we just kind of sweep, you know, student stress under the rug. And I think that we need to really do a better job of, of responding to that, of giving them more time. Again, I was a stickler for late work. I have not been that person this year. And I have even been giving, you know, the work days, but I think those are my two messages. Okay. So, um, I know that our last episode about missing out on senior year struck a chord, particularly with um, the science department. <laughs> and um, I know that you guys mentioned that you guys wanted to do like something special for seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to ask if you guys like had anything planned out or anything in mind. So I'm not going to steal her thunder because I'm sure she wants to tell you. And if you don't know, then that means she hasn't told you yet. But I will tell you that um, the day that that came out, um, 
particularly there were three of us that were just um we kind of really resonated with what you guys were saying um i know two of us that cried <laughs> oh not so the fact that i cried um but there were just ideas that started flowing of can we do this can we can we put them in this environment what do we need to do to get them you know this experience how can what what can we find for them that will replace this um and in all of those conversations we started directing them towards miss fouche who is the senior class sponsor and she has started to share with staff um, everything that she is planning. Unfortunately, the district is still being very strict with, you know, what they will allow schools to do. But I do think that, you know, what she's planning will at least give a really good environment and a really um, social, probably emotional, because some of you haven't seen each other in a long time, but a really good chance for you guys to have that social interaction of seeing your classmates and, and where you're going, what are you doing after high school in a, in a fun way, in a fun environment. Um, and that, that information is coming out probably very soon. Um, I also know that we have senior awards coming up, um, that that's still going to be taking place. Um, guidance is doing a really good job of getting that put together, but while, while it doesn't fix what this year stole from all of you. Um, our goal is that you at least get to leave Santa Lucia's with happy memories of each other, of your school, of um, just being able to celebrate being a senior and being able to say, you know, you made it through. Wow. Um, well, that's all the time we have for today. Um, this is a really, really long episode, but I want to say thank you, Mrs. Flanton, for um, coming on um and like you know sharing your experiences and like your thoughts and all that so thank you very much oh, thank you guys um, for having me